hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll For It, a D&D podcast with random monsters and epic adventures. Each episode, we will be encountering one of 100 monsters. We never know what we'll face next. Also, we'll be leveling up, meaning our characters will get very powerful very fast. Along the way, our characters will actually be going on a continuous journey that links together the entire campaign. Whether you're brand new to the game or a D&D veteran, thank you for tuning in to Roll For It. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Yeah, right. Fantastic. What did you guys get when you turned level five? I got an extra attack, which is way cool. My bardic inspiration is now a D8. My hit points have gone up to 16, folks. So, oh my. A depressing situation. You're just a delicate little flower. Just so delicate. I have 41. Oh my God. So come at me, bro. <laughs> Last time some crazy stuff happened. After a series of strange tests and battles with the Keeper of Secrets, and discovering the general whereabouts of your home, Castle Viahara. Veilet, Havilar, and Mumps now seek a portal to the Middle Plane. Which Mumps does not know. Along the way, travel is quieter than usual, as Mumps is still quite upset about being left out of certain elements of the plan. Mumps is sad. Because when he thought he was making fast friends, his friends are a little more level-headed and realistic. How old is Mumps? Yeah, how old is Mumps? He's 17. So he's a kid. Teenager. Yeah, he hasn't told you that he's 17. Yeah, but he looks young. You take the main road, but occasionally spot interesting creatures running, swinging, or flying through the wilderness. It's warm, and the tents and bedrolls that Mumps' family has provided allow you to sleep soundly. Five days later, you reach the small but well-known city of Astrazalian. Known for its towers carved of white stone and its placement at the base of an enormous waterfall that feeds into Astraza River, which separates the city except for the beautiful silver bridges which connect it. Very un- uneventful journey yeah. for Wes. Yes. <laughs> it was very boring. I'm but... refreshed. Veilette is bored, but a little non-danger is good for it, you. It's good for you. Well, shall we head into town then? What a, I could go for some brunch. Do you guys have any money? We have some stuff. We have two potions. My money got taken by a dragon in the woods. I feel like Violet would have like an absurd amount of money, but like not know it. That's like I'm sure I'm she's like to... never looked in her purse. It's right. just 500 gold. <laughs> she's like, I don't know how much. Go see a Star Wars, you know? <laughs> Durbin needs to eat. Awkward silence. What is that over there? That looks like an inn. So you grab a bite to eat and you find an inn that will hook you up for one gold a night. It's a nice place, but I don't think the princess would accept anything less. I'm going to try to get it for free. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say knock, 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 hello. It's uh, it's it's Princess Violet Valenaire. I'm sure that my father, the king, would be very much in your debt if you would give us some comfortable lodging for this evening. And I'm just standing behind her, and as she finishes, I snort in, you know, that dragony way. <laughs> 21. So the woman at the counter looks at you and then pauses on the crown 
and you'll be staying there for free for probably as long as you wish. Great. So shall we uh, take a load off, as it were? Mumps goes to the back to feed Derby. Okay. Well, how are we going to cheer up Mumps? He's such a drag. He is a very, very emotional young man. I just feel that, it, you know, we may have lied. I think he needs a woman. A woman's touch. Not, not us. No. But I think Mumps needs to find himself first. I think we should probably go on a matchmaking quest for Mumps. Bring him the best woman and the best man this little town has to offer. I and think more challenges and more fighting. We'll put some hair on his chest. You can't fight love, Havilar. <laughs> I go downstairs and I approach the innkeeper. I was wondering if, if this good town has seen any uh, unusual um, happenings lately. Any sort of portally sort of scenario. Typically there's a lot of very interesting magical sites around here, but uh, nothing that comes to mind. If you are looking for something specific, I would go see Mr. Expert. Oh, I like his name. Yes, it's, it's a shop. It's, he's actually a human, and he, he gives you some directions. Mumps. I'm calling very loudly for him. Mumps! Mumps, where are you? You see that Durbin's accommodations are also quite nice. I'm with Durbin. Have you even been to your own room? I think I'm going to stay with Durbin. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we have a lead on someone who might be able to help us find what we're looking for here. Um, would, would you like to go with us to go visit Mr. Expert? Okay. Breathe some life back into yeah, those sad, really sad, sad eyes. No, I'm just... I'm, I'm tired. Let's just go, okay? I, You know what? I said that we should cheer you up with a warm woman or man, and Havilar here said that she wanted to cheer you up with a nice zesty fight. What What, what cheers you up? You really want to know what cheers me up? Oh, God, yes. With every fiber in my dragon scales. Okay, so take my hand. Okay, both of you, come on. I got two, come on. I didn't know that there would be physical. I'm uncomfortable. He starts dragging them. Oh, 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 here we go. He drags them up the stairs. Oh, is he going to? He takes them into the bedroom. Um, Oh, okay. Mumps, He picks up a pillow. We owe it. And smacks Havilar in the face. (gasps) Dare you! I find the biggest pillow in the entire. I take the mattress <laughs> and I chuck it at Mumps. I feel like I'm hiding in the corner. I but pull I'm like, out a second pillow and throw it at the princess. <gasps> Be wow. careful! She's very delicate. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's a pillow, Havilar. There might be rocks in it. Pillows have feathers. Feathers come from birds, and birds sometimes. Mumps are smacks real. Havilar with the pillow. <laughs> I feel I, Havilar just chases Mumps around. He constantly is one step ahead. Several minutes later, after a nice round of giggling <laughs> and pillow like fighting, the innkeeper is like, um, uh, Mumps's spirits are somewhat restored. Havilar is slightly more grumpy, but is accepting of the situation. I loved it. So you guys head to Mr. Expert. Is this the place? This seems to be the place. It's a stone building, smaller than most that you've seen around here, with a wooden sign, Mr. Expert. And beneath that is an orb with a lightning bolt in it. Hmm. Uh, do we knock or do we just, is it a shot? Mumps knocks. Enter, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's a man of action. Spirits are like restored, that. indeed. Mr. Extra, Mr. Extra. Uh, expert. You have, uh, expert, you have customers. So these are doors with windows in them. You see he's this bald dude who's got reading glasses. Uh, a human. You guys probably haven't seen a lot of humans. <gasps> Look at that. Red nose. Very rosy. Yes. And he's got a few wrinkles on his head, and he looks elderly. 
hard to say because humans age a lot differently. Yeah, he's about ready to expire like a piece of moldy cheese. Has Vela seen a human before? I, I mean, don't think so. I'm like looking through the window like, oh my God, first we met all those young children <laughs> at Mumps' hometown. And now we're meeting this rare creature on the brink of extinction and death. Oh. He says, please come in. He hops behind his counter. My name is Mr. Tethy Amanemhet. But you can call me Mr. Expert, for I am indeed an expert on all things arcane. What can I do for you three? We are looking for a place that we assume is very magical. A place where things appear, disappear, reappear. A sort of a, a bridge between worlds, perhaps? So you need a place... Between places. A place between places. But place between which two places? Where are you going? You know, you are nearing the end of your personal journey. I don't want the shock to overwhelm you into an early grave. Violet! What? A princess. I wasn't Should have rude. more decorum. We're so sorry, so she's not seen many princess. humans anyway. Yes, I am the Princess Violet. We are looking for, for Castle Viahara, which has completely disappeared. This is already a wonderful story. I need to get to the middle plane, but I don't know anything about anything. So I'm hoping that you could kind of assist us in that direction. I am an expert in that area of expertise. You live up to your name? Yes, yes. So you wish to reach the middle plane, which happens to be where I am from. There is... A rumor that there is a portal not too far from here, but there was an evil wizard of sorts who supposedly found this portal and took the magic from it to use it elsewhere. And so the portal is no more. Well, that doesn't seem very helpful at all, Mr. Expert. So if we find the man who took the magic from the portal, Mm. could we utilize that magic to open the portal ourselves? There's another rumor, and he leaves in a little closer and his voice gets a little quieter. That the evil wizard who closed the portal, Magnus of Neverwinter, took that power beneath this very city, where it, with him, still dwells. Anyway, I'll tell you which way he went for 20 gold. Oh, of course, yeah. my expertise does come at a price. I do need to make a living. 20 gold is quite a steep price there, Mr. Expert. But imagine what you will find. Maybe, perhaps we will find nothing. You've given us three different rumors. Mister, you don't understand. Our home, it's gone, and we have nowhere to go. And our only hope back is you telling us where we're going to find the sorcerer, and we're never going to see our families again. 21! Nice. Please don't cry. Why don't we work something out? How about if you all go follow my instructions and if it does pay off for you well give me the 20 gold then as a finder's fee perhaps tell me a story of how it all went down and just uh, we'll call it even for now mumps hugs mr expert perhaps uh mr expert we could just have a moment the three of us to discuss you stay over there i don't think we have 20 gold to give him well veil it your family's got lots of money. I saw it at the castle. We're going to go find it, and we can get plenty of gold from your dad there and just give it back later. We can, you know, mail it or something. Perhaps we could offer him something else instead. Or perhaps some lotion for his aging skin. Yes, plus a, a tenner. Ten, Ten gold. gold. Yep. Peace. So your counteroffer is... <laughs> going to give him the lotion today, tenner tomorrow. <laughs> And the lotion's not, it's, it's the princess's lotion. Like, it's this definitely is some like... good lotion. And he's like, for you, princess, this is fine. He tells you that the wizard was seen entering the tombs beneath the city. Basically the catacombs. You got to go down there and go where they stop maintaining things and go into the darkness. Okay. No big deal. 
Would you guys like me to have a look at anything of an arcane nature you while you are? Those two vials from that hag. Yes. Good sir, good old, old, old human man. Perhaps, do you know what these vials do? He, he takes them. They do look like a, a health potion. I would have to test them for certain because there are potions meant to mimic others. It, it will take a few hours and you can stay here or you can come back for them another time. So also, this is an interesting store that you guys are in. Interesting little trinkets. There's a ton of books around. There's also glass spheres. And in each is an orange flame that's just kind of giving off its own little light source. Those orbs are so shiny and interesting, though. Good sir, how much are the orbs? Each of those are 50 gold. Do you rent them? No, they explode, you see, when you use them. (gasps) Oh! Yes, they're meant to be thrown into a crowd of... Monsters or, or oh. other things that you would like to exterminate. They're quite dangerous. Well, we, we could steal one. That's what I was thinking okay. as well. Mumps, you're so small. I just feel hey. that <laughs> he has been very nice to us. <laughs> but we can't come back. Oh, but we have to come back. I know, but we can't. If we steal them, we have to take the money and run. I don't he has know. been so nice to us. Shh. We were going to step out for a couple oh, hours while you examine those you vials. for your services. So then we leave, and I think that's when we are like, okay, mumps. You're going to ask me to steal it, and I don't want to steal from you that You don't guy. have to steal anything. He was really nice to oh, us. No, no one will make you do anything that you don't Well, want. should we get an ice cream while we wait? Oh, yes, I think I saw some. Ice cream, ice cream! Mumps loves yeah, ice cream. Yeah, he loves ice cream. cream. All right, there's a quick montage of you guys <laughs> eating some ice cream. Do we, like, boop each other's noses with ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Mumps's falls out, but we get him one that's, like, triple it, it cuts away to the two of you planning a heist and then yeah. hiding it from Mumps. And then, and then. <laughs> okay, so when you get back, Mr. Expert tells you that, in fact, they are two different potions. One is a potion of greater healing, while the other, the one that was marked with a heart, is a poison. The heart is the poison? Yes. Where did you acquire these potions? They're from very the well, well made. We stole them from her. What, we, mean, I, we, I mean, is it stealing when someone tries to kill you first? Sir, thank you so very much. And might I say you are looking quite handsome and young. <laughs> now that you've applied the lotion. <laughs> thank you, he says. You guys head to the catacombs. Mm. Down here, it's dusty and dark. The people who let you in will point you in the direction of the abandoned areas, if that's what you wish to seek. Well, we probably should have asked Mr. Expert if the wizard was a necromancer, just saying. Well, you know, yeah, I know things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, as you guys continue to walk, the the lighting runs out, and you're in pitch black now. I control flame, and I just kind of kind of like a flame out. Yep. Also, pitch black—that's just dim for me, right? Right, out to sixty feet. I'll light a torch. I hand it to Mumps so that he can see things. You seem to have great ideas. I wish you would have said that bit about the necromancer back when we could have asked the question. Yeah, well, I was mad. You guys had me mad. And you I are always mad stuff. at us, Mumps. Maybe you should stop making me mad by asking me to do all these things I don't want to do, like steal from nice people. As you walk, you find a slab of stone that's different from the rest of the architecture. It's the shape of a door, and there's a horizontal line, like a crack, all the way across it. Oh, I think this might this be it. Be this door. is looking good. Mumps, would you like to go go ahead and give it a good old knock? Maybe Havilar can break it with her stubborn skull. Should we just bust in like that, though, or should we? Seems very inappropriate. You know, I, this wizard guy doesn't sound like a real good guy. Maybe we should not knock and announce our presence, just saying. Be stealthy. Yeah, you know, just you know, S- sneak around. in. You know who's good at sneaking? Hmm. Small people. Mm. 
I mean, I'll volunteer. I'm just saying, you know, don't knock and put us all in danger because you feel like okay. knocking. I feel like Mumps needs another pillow fight because he has gotten very moody once again. Let's just figure out this door first. I mean, there's no handle. I'm touching around the door. Okay, and so crack. when you actually go up and, and, like, touch the side of the door frame, the center of the door separates like a mouth <gasps> and speaks. Just mm. And it says, <gasps> who goes there? It is I, Havilar, Dragonborn. Open. Havilar, Dragonborn, may not enter. Oh. And it just closes back to normal, silent. Hi, Mr. Rock. I'm Mumps, and I was wondering if I could please go in. Thank you. Uh, there's no response. Maybe, maybe you have to touch it first. Try touching it. Push him forward a little bit. Uh, okay, okay, I'm going. I will gently place my hand on the top rock. Who goes there? Hi, Mr. Rock. Mumps again. I was just saying that um, I would like to please enter, please, if that wouldn't be a, you know, a, a problem. Thank you. Mumps may not enter. Well, here we go. You know what? What if we all three put our hands on? We say it all together. <laughs> together. It's like the power of friendship. Mm. Mumps. Are we friends? Yeah, are we friends, Mumps? Yes. Do you have a friendship we're friends. spell? Yes, we're, we're friends. Then let's put okay. our hands on it. Who goes there? Veilette, Valmstar, and High Elven Sword. All together, all I, together. I said I was Mumps. It says, nobody may enter. Um, okay, well, I guess the mouth doesn't believe in the... Mumps puts his hand on the top rack. Who goes there? Um, I was just wondering, who can enter? Can we see the guest list, please? Nobody may enter. I'm going to put my hand on and say... Who goes there? This is no one. We are but spirits. And the door slides open all the way, and behind it, an opening. No one may enter. No one. No one. So I, you have to be no one. We all have to be no one. The room is a half dome, so it goes to a wall on the opposite side, about 80 feet away. Upon that wall are all of these weird, twisted shapes in dark steel. Before that wall are statues who are standing side by side so that their arms cross with each other, forming some kind of barrier between you and these shapes. And there's also a glowing orange light and a glowing blue light under what looks like a wizard's rope clumped in the middle of the floor. Should we approach cautiously? Yes. It'll be dim for you that can see in the dark, but it'll be really dark for... Mumps. Mumps, you better hold on to one of us. Yeah, I'll hold Havilar's tail. I can either hold your tail or hold your hand. This is a tail as old as time. <laughs> just, yes, just hold on to my tail and be careful. So you guys go in dark. The last thing you see as you step through is some kind of a mural made up of people frozen in, in positions of fleeing and their faces are screaming with horror or anguish. Oh my. Oh, that doesn't hold well. Yeah, you continue Otherwise walking. everything's fine. Yes. <laughs> can I do like a arcane perception check? Uh, 18? As you get a little closer, you notice that these twisted shapes look like a portal frame. Okay. And the weird thing is, as you focus on it, the light doesn't reflect like it should. Mm-hmm. Just this total darkness, like a complete absence of light. I, I have a feeling that, that that is the portal that we're looking to go through. So we're, we're supposed to go through that dark hole? I don't. I wouldn't call it a dark hole. I, we don't know what it is. <laughs> Looks pretty dark and holy to me. It does. I mean, maybe it's just the wizard took the magic from the portal and maybe made a new portal with this magic. And this is the new portal. And he maybe he's in it right now or something. Let's perhaps throw something past the stone figures. See if anything explodes or... Does anyone have anything to spare? Perhaps a torch? I have a carrot in my explorer's pack. (laughs) Who has a good arm? I don't. 
I do. And I throw the carrot at the opening, the dark hole. It seems to just vanish. Nothing happens as far as passing the barrier of the figures. Nothing moves, but you start to hear like some voices, very quiet whispers. Let's head toward these stone creatures. Holding the tail. Yeah, holding that tail. Gives you strength, doesn't it? It's very noble. Yeah, I'm gripping really tightly. Oh, too tight. So you're probably about 20 feet away from him at this point. How are the voices? Are they getting louder? Uh, No, they seem to have faded a little bit. Mm. Let's keep getting closer. Let's see how close we can get. Closer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, you're 10 feet away. You see that they're all very detailed statues and they're of different humanoids, a few male, a few female. And uh, their faces are vacant of expression. I feel like we should go go past. Yes, them. that's the only the only direction. I'm going first. You first, and Mumps is holding the tail. Veilet mm-hmm. behind, bringing up the rear. I'm going to climb over. They're pretty sturdy. Push on one. Do they fall? Give it a little bit of a shove on. Yeah, that's shoulder. what I do. I give it a little shove. And its head turns to you. Oh God. And its arm raises up, and you see claws shoot out of its arm. Basically, its fingers morph into these two gross-looking claws. And they're dripping with a gray sludge, and it attacks you and tries to slash at you with its claws. I'm going to hit you with a 20. You're not expecting it, so it slashes you across the bottom of your neck, and you take 20 slashing damage. I'd be, I'd be dead. You'd be dead. I'm dead. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Eight total. Eight total. So you feel the gray sludge collecting on your wounds, entering your body and starting to like slow you. And the rest of these statues also turn their attention towards oh, shit. the three of you. How many statues are there? Uh, six. Six. I'm going to um, use a firebolt t- to the statue that's attacking. You hit it right in the chest, and it kind of rears back from the impact, but it still seems fine. I would like to move away. <laughs> Sorry, okay. guys. I like points. So I'm you back up. Away. You're 30 feet, and you're closer to the exit. I've already screamed, Violet, run! <laughs> yep. It's Mump's turn. So you can't see, but you do know where bad guys are if you want to cast something blindly. Shit. All right. Let's do it. All right. Mump uses the brief flash of light from the fireball. He takes in the room. He sees the glowing light of the robes past the statuesque figures. I'm going to use Havilar, run up the spine, vault off of her shoulders, do a leap over the statue that has just slashed, roll out of it dexterously, and grab the magic robes. (laughs) 
that are glowing on the floor. So I'm going to need you to make an acrobatics check. Absolutely. The one that just attacked, you're going to be able to hop past it, but the other one within reach is going to swing at you. Okay. As you're leaping, you take a slash deep into your, your thigh. That throws off your landing, and you fall to the ground and roll out of harm's way for now, and you can still have some movement, but you do take the 15 slashing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Really good. That one's a 21. So you look down at the gray sludge that's sort of on your leg, and you, like, shake it off. Let's get to those robes. You're looking at a piece of fabric over something glowing. Oh, okay, so I can yeah. lift the rope then. Yeah, but when you when you do, it's heavy. There's something in it. You're not sure what it is, but something slips out and feels like mushy on your hand as it scrapes by, and it's Pavlar's turn. You're restrained. The sludge has spread all over your body, and you feel like you're being turned to stone. <gasps> so... I need you to basically end your turn, but you get to make a constitution saving throw here. <laughs> it's uh, 12. Luckily, 12 is the exact number that you it's needed. just enough. <laughs> well, I want to fly into a rage. Ah, it's like getting to your face and you're just screaming in this rage and it, you break free of it, but that is the end of your turn. That is bullshit. You're going to be attacked by two statues. Oh, okay. Do you get resistance to slashing damage now? Because of your rage. Oh, yeah. That's probably going to save your life. I'm rolling so high. So it's 11? Yep, 11 damage. And one of them is going to run over and attack Mumps. Mumps, you hear it scraping its way towards you, and it is making slow movements. Ooh, uh, 14. I have an armor class of 15. Then you duck out of the way, and you hear wind above you as, as hey. it misses you. Valette, two of them trudge towards you, but they're still 20 feet away because that's their entire movement. The ones coming toward me, are they in a line? I want to use Agonazar's Scorcher. It is a line of roaring flame, 30 feet long, emanates from you in a direction you choose. So each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. Honestly, if you kind of sidestep a little, you might be able to get a third one beyond That would be great. I'd love to get three creatures taken out with this. From afar. Aim in just right so you don't hit Havilar, but yep. hit the one attacking. Actually, no, let's hit Havilar. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Might as well get four. I'm just You've never kidding. cast a spell Kill on four me. people Finish at once. Finish me off, please. I just want to go. She sees them coming. She sees Havilar in danger, and this is probably one of the biggest spells she's ever cast. So I think it emanates directly from her heart. A roaring flame. All of them failed their dexterity saving throws, so roll that damage for all three of them. Fifteen. It lights up, and then when it fades... One of their arms falls off and the other one is scorched through, but they're still approaching you. Havilar, the one next to you, one of its arms is burned off to its nub, but it just grows its claws out of that Ew, nub. Ew, I yeah. love that. Can, <laughs> can I move further away? So I really noticed nothing special about these robes. Nothing that's going to help or hinder me in this endeavor. When you're looking, you see inside these robes is skin. A bit of flesh, mummified almost, like wrinkled up. Huh. And the glowing orange light is a glass orb with fire dancing inside of it. And the thing that was giving off the blue light, the glowing blue gem is a beetle carved into a golden metallic staff. Mm. The flamey orb, does it look identical to the ones I saw in Mr. Expert's place? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll take the orb and try to save Havilar. Basically, you're guessing how far the explosion's gonna reach. Yeah. Since you're blind, mostly, kinda. Mostly, kinda. I need you to make an attack roll with disadvantage. Great. So we have a 14 and a 20. (gasps) I know. So basically, you're having all these quick thoughts and you throw this thing. You hear glass shattering and then it's followed by a short swelling of flame. Havilar, make a dexterity saving throw. 
with advantage. 20, natural 20. Yes. Yay! Well done. You do hide behind the one statue that's right in front of you. Mm, yes. And I'll say that you evaded all damage. I think that might be what Danger Sense does, is if you succeed, you don't take any damage. Yes, the tides are turning. That sounds yeah. like what it does. It rolled a natural one on its saving throw. <gasps> it just burns off, and then you're just holding a small slab of stone that's just steaming. <laughs> just legs. That slab of stone actually crumbles, and into your hands falls a small black skull. I'm going to hold it. Okay, you hold on to it. The one that's closer to you also explodes, oh. and bits and pieces go everywhere. I will just attack the one near me with my great sword, swing to cut it straight in half. Uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is an eight. <laughs> it does hit, but it hits off of the stone. But, but I get a second attack. You do indeed. So I'm just going to go for it again. Oh, oh, this is better. This is a nine. <laughs> nine total? Oh, nine total. Uh. You ding, bounce off one shoulder, you lift it up, ding, bounce off the other I've shoulder. I've been injured. I'm still a little stony. It's the bad guy's turn. One of them is going to swing at Avalar. No. We're going to ah. save you. We're going to save you. The DM just looks at me with sad, knowing eyes. I've been rolling really well over here, you guys. I'm dealing you 10 uh, slash. Oh, you're cutting it in half? I'm because- cutting it in half. Five slashing damage. Oh, thank God. From a critical okay. hit. Okay. You need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Good luck. So that's 19. You're safe. Mumps, the other one, gets closer to you. It's probably only 10 feet away from you. And the one that's next to you swings with its claws outstretched. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Is it 16? You're safe. Uh, but you're hurt. Now who has the most hit points left? <laughs> Am I close enough to fire bolt at the one attacking Havilar? Mm-hmm. The one closest. Um, I don't want to hit her, though. Yeah, you should be fine. Okay, and that's what I'll do. 20. Unnatural. You do create a piece of flame out of midair and then hurl it at a bad guy. A little chunk of its face is carved out. I like this up-close and personal, almost movie I'm watching as all <laughs> these bad guys explode I'm around I'm going to move another 10 feet away from the one it's guy that's getting close It's all been fire, yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. This episode was directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. There's only been explosions. explosions. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Mumps, you're up. Well, now that other guy's 10 feet away from me and the other dude's right in front of me, I think Havilar's far enough away that I can do Thunder Wave... And it's going to hit those two. They make dexterity saving throws. So they're very slow, so you hit both of them fully. So the one directly in front of you stumbles back. And the other one crumbles away. And you hear one sound that's different from the other sound. It's like a ding, 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 ding. Like, like, Black skull bouncing away. Yeah, well, you can't see that far. I can't see that far. <laughs> There's that staff on the ground, which is your only light source. And shows about like 10 feet. I can't see without it. But my luck with touching objects has not gone well. I pick it up and take it with me. You take 35 damage. No, it, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's all good. You disintegrate instantly, and your character is dead. <laughs> you are dead. Yeah, I'll move 25 feet away from close dude. All right, I'm going to take my great sword and once again swipe, hopefully hitting and doing some damage this time. 22. 22 will hit. Yay. I hit it. I hit it. <laughs> As you strike into it, spectral dragon heads appear out of the hilt of your sword and, oh, and circle around it. 14. I think that's a lot of damage. You slash right through. The thing crumbles from the center of its chest. You see falling on top of the pile of rubble is a small black obsidian skull. It looks a lot like the one that you had in your hand. You can move if you'd like. Or or I'll just take one of my javelins and throw it instead of moving. That's fine. 
natural 20. Yeah. That's gonna do some damage, probably. It goes straight through its stone head, and the thing just crumbles down. Yay! So now we only have one left, right? There's one left, right. and it can't reach you. I'm gonna uh, blast it with a fireball once again. 19. And all of them are destroyed. And that was like a super scary beginning to a fight that you guys Dominated. ended up killing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That was rough. With, without that exploding orb, we probably would have been so dead. Well, and Havilar got the two kills at the end mm, in one turn. Pretty good. Yeah. Let's grab those skulls. Yes. And... Let's look at all of these Mumps things. Mumps just can't see still. <laughs> Mumps. <laughs> so the robes have like some kind of mangled body inside them. Look at that mushy body. Mm-hmm. That I touched with my bare hands. <laughs> Mumps vomits. <laughs> oh my god! Again, well, is there any distinguishing features about the? It's just like a mummy, crumpled skin. Yeah, it's like a skin it's, suit. It looks like there's not any like bones and not like a lot of meat inside. It's just sort of a there's weird not a layer. Lot of meat inside. Not a lot of I meat in there. Do you think this was the wizard? It probably was. I feel like it may have been the wizard. Here, m- mumps, please take these skulls and hold on to them. Okay. Who's got the highest arcana? Here. Mine's a one. So me. You think you hear a whisper from one of the skulls oh. that you're holding. Oh. Where's like the black hole? Uh, the black hole is still up there and it's still doing its darkness. What if we put one of the skulls through the black hole? That's what I was thinking mm. too. Seems logical. Maybe we should put a rope around it and toss oh. it in. I have a rope in my explorer's pack. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Try and pull it back out. Maybe we could do one of the carrots first and see. Do more. I have a, I have a whole batch of carrots in here. <laughs> batch. They made me a batch of carrots before I left the yes. palace. Yeah. <laughs> Who's holding the rope? I am. You're the strongest. I'm the strongest. All right, so you throw the carrot through. The rope doesn't actually fall to the bottom of the frame. It just kind of stays in place like, like in the center yeah so nothing immediately happens i think we should do something with these skulls i feel like i'm hearing things from them maybe if they went through the black portal they could tell us more. we have six let's just toss let's one. just toss one in you toss one through and nothing immediately happens well perhaps is <laughs> that a whisper <laughs> it's a whisper i'm hearing things i'm telling you you all kind of hear that from the whole Listen closer. Put it up to your ear, Valent. Maybe we should try to set their souls free, and that would open the portal for safe passage. But we don't know it's not safe. We didn't get the carrot back. It's still in there. Let's pull it back. Pull it back. Try pulling it back. I'm pulling it back. You reel it in. It's got a layer of frost over it. Oh. It's frozen solid when it hits on the ground. Avalar's resistant to cold. She should go through the hole. And then a second later, this huge black tentacle flies out from the void and crushes into the carrot and like scoops back. Never mind. Hamler, don't go in there. Don't well, go I guess there. we're turning around. Yes, let's go home. Oh, wait, we're trying to find it. And you just hear <laughs> the rope also is being pulled. No, I'm holding on to it. Okay, make a strength check. For <laughs> you're going to fight the giant tentacle? You begin to slide forward and you're holding it tight. Hey, what are we supposed to do? You go into a rage. Here. Go into a rage. Mumps draws his dagger and cuts the rope. Oh, First, you won't you let fall back. It was gonna hurt her. The rope flies through the hole. It was gonna eat her. I had to save her. I do appreciate that. I. Do we go through? I know so little about what I know as doing. much as you. We can go through, but I, I don't think that we're all meant to go through. I will go through. You will go through, and I will go through. Why can't I go through? Unfortunately, Mumps, I. I think it would be a bad omen if you went through with us. Is this something the cave creature told you that I should be left behind? 
It is indeed. But he'll be alone. He will be, but he will have these skulls that mean something and do something that he can sort out. Avalar's feeling strangely emotional. You, you promise you'll come back? Nope. Can't promise, but... This is our destiny. This is our destiny. Do you, do you need the staff? I'm thinking we will, and I'm thinking maybe we do the rope around your body, Havilar, and I climb onto you, and we go in together. Yes, baby. Okay. This, this is really... what I was born to do. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Mumps, guard this entrance with your life. Our lives are in your hands. My hands are so small. It's not size that matters, Mumps. It's how you use your hands. You are While hot. you're in there, can you work on your pep talks? I will only get worse, I assure you, but I will try. Okay. The, the mood is somber. <laughs> yes. As I tie the rope around my girthy waist, <laughs> <laughs> I put a hand into the portal and we enter. All right. The two of them... Uh vanish into this black void that is this portal and there's silence and then hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mumps, you just hear. This is DM Jake. I will keep it brief because I don't want to ruin that cliffhanger. All of our links can be found in the episode description, so check us out. Fun fact, I was completely shocked at this ending for this episode. I had no idea what was going on as the dungeon master. I have this friend who's a big giant rock, and I showed him the end of this episode, and he was so surprised that Stone Cursed. That one's tricky, but yeah, Stone Cursed is the monster that we just faced, so, you know, I mean... If you can think of a better pun for Stone Cursed, please send it to me and I will, I will legitimately switch it out. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.